Life After the Fire, the preeminent podcast related to having a good life after the fire service. My name is Chris Phelps. I'm your host, and I'm joined today by a good friend of mine, Mark Wexler. How you doing? Hi, Mark. So Mark and I, a little history. Mark and I go back uh, several years ago. Uh, We were on the same fire department together. We were on the pension board together. And and that led to uh, to us developing a, a great relationship, and we had uh, we both had a you know within our passion to um, to help our, our firefighters have a good good pension. You know, that's a, obviously a cornerstone of having a life after the fire department. But along along the way, we might have uh, had a little fun with it. Would you say just a little bit? A little bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it was like a, a Burt Kreischer thing. I mean, we uh, we hired some Hooters waitresses. We, we uh, I, I don't know if you call it, we hijacked a, a, a cigarette boat, but. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Boca Raton. Yeah, we definitely uh, got a, got ourselves onto a cigarette boat ride. Uh, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> right. Caused some, uh, caused some. I mean, if you think about that, even the hiring uh the waitress um and, and we didn't we didn't actually hire hooters we just interviewed them or we, we interviewed them at a hooters they, that we had no affiliation with no no they 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 weren't as as aware that uh, that we were had no affiliation yes yeah. they, they were honestly seeking employment there they, they just, were they just had and, no idea that we had no. And we have no idea whether they actually got the employment. Yeah, one one could hope. One could yeah, because they were definitely well qualified. Sure, <laughs> sure. If I remember, at least one of them had experience of working up uh, in the Coco Brevard area yep. at an, at another you facility. Remember more than me. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Good stuff. You know, obviously we've you know we've we've had a lot of fun together over the years, but. Um, but we've, we've we're both very similar in the respect of we, you know, while we wanted to help uh, provide a a better life after the fire service for for ourselves, we we also tried to do that for our our fellow firefighters, and that's kind of the goal here today. And and one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on board is is you know because of what you've done with uh, your career in the fire service and what you've done more importantly after the fire service. So. Give us a, a quick overview of where the fire service took you and where you are today. Yeah, and it was, uh, I mean, it, it seemed like the, the career time was brief um, in the whole big scheme of things. Uh, but but as we were talking yesterday, it was just kind of one of those things where, where we're kind of all designed, I think we're all designed just to kind of look and see what's next. Um, because of the benefit of some of the early retirement abilities of the fire service. And a lot of folks will, will leave one place and go on to the next and, and within the fire service, and that's good. Um, not everybody does that. So it's just, and gosh, every single 
person, every retiree is a little bit different than what their plan is and, and next step plan is. So knowing a little bit about your afterlife, um, so initially after the, the fire service, you, and, and it's your fault that I wound up as a fire chief, by the way, you know that. I, I got to uh, take some credit for that. You, you can take yeah. all the credit for it. It's quite possibly the second biggest scam I ever pulled off in my entire life. But um, I'm just, you know, <laughs> being, being a part of it. Was just <laughs> so Mark had uh, pursued a, 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 a possible uh, fire chief's position. And, and uh, but in, instead of that, you, you went off to uh, back, went back to school like Rodney Dangerfield, the whole yeah yards there and what do you what did you uh, wind up going to school for well and and with that i mean i gosh about three to four years before i i retired um we were on the pension board and i found out because i was going to be pretty young retiring i wanted to look at what was next and i'd gotten all the educational uh requirements and degree for becoming a fire chief somewhere um and uh then our medical director, uh, Dr. Todd Husty, had suggested that he was thinking about leaving the area and going to uh, Steamboat, Colorado and buying land up on the mountain as well as down in the valley and opening up a clinic and having himself and a couple of uh, physician assistants with him. And at that point, I thought, oh, that's kind of a cool angle also, being that I'm a paramedic and I kind of enjoy the medicine. And so I started looking into that. Well, come time for my uh, retirement, um, I'd met all the requirements for uh, for fire chief um, and was looking to get into a PA school somewhere um, and was was uh, basically applying for both and uh, happened to interview. It was late on a February. Um, um, that I interviewed for University of Florida's PA program, uh, which is this ridiculously tough to get into. But I went there um, and spent two days there interviewing and was told after that, I was on a Thursday, I was told that, that it would be around early April and they would let me know. Well, at during this whole time, while I'm interviewing at different PA schools, I'm also doing going through processes for fire chief one of which was for Ponce Inlet uh, fire department and at the time it was just a single station and I don't even know what it is right now but they were looking to start a paramedic program they uh, their police fire and city hall were all in one building um, and it was you know it was a great uh, retirement job you know it wasn't going to pay a whole lot it was going to be you know a, a good place to just to, to retire and, you know, enjoy the benefits of it and still be a fire chief and, and build something. Well, the Friday morning after I got back from that interview at the University of Florida, uh, the phone rang and picked it up and they said, this is Pond Sendler Fire and we'd like to let, let, you know, let you know that you placed first on our list for being fire chief. And I said, oh, wow, you know, and that's that's great. You know, and uh, and they said, you know, um, you know, I think I can't remember. There were six or eight other folks, and they they didn't meet the same qualification. That's great. You you know, you, you beat those folks out. And they said, you know, if you want, you can set up a time to come 
and talk to us at HR and, you know, meet, you know, meet the city manager, all that. And, and they said, do you want to, you know, make a decision now or you want to think about it through the weekend? I said, oh, let me think about it through the weekend. And, you know, I'd been interviewing yesterday at, uh, at University of Florida. And so I hung up the phone and I thought, wow, okay. And so I had to think about it. Well, what if I do get into one of the PA programs and start, you know, I could always work there for six months, start a paramedic program, get it going. And, but that wouldn't be fair to them. You know, I kept going back and forth. Well, the yeah. phone rang again, maybe five minutes later. And I picked up the phone and figuring it was like HR or something from, from uh, Ponsonland and it was University of Florida. And they basically, we'd like to offer you a position in our upcoming PA program. Um, oh, wow. And I didn't realize it was that close together. It was like five minutes. It was just unbelievable. And I, my, what I said to them was, you told me it was going to be April. And they said, well, yeah, there's, we, we offer early entrance to three people. You're one of the three we're offering it to. Wow. And so I said, oh, wow. And they said, well, do you want to think about it through the weekend? And give us, I said, no, I'm in. And uh, it was one of those things where I realized that that was, that was what I really wanted to do because I was able to make that decision that quickly which was um, odd because you weren't exactly known for being that great of a paramedic from what i remember no i no. was average at best yeah. i i was yeah best, a, on a good day a yeah good day. right uh <laughs> that's why they promoted me to lieutenant was yeah. just to get me off the truck yeah, exactly um running but, through needles uh, right <laughs> and band-aids running out of band-aids right gotta get wexler off uh, the rescue we, we need more gauze somebody put some gauze on this guy um but um but no, it was just like, it was really kind of surprising. And I ended up calling Ponce Inlet back uh, about an hour later uh-huh. and, you know, said thanks, but no thanks. And I, but I asked the question, who's number two on the list? Uh-huh. And they said there wasn't a number two. There was uh-huh. only a number one. Um, and they said, would you suggest anybody? And and I must have sneezed or something and said yeah. Chris Phelps or something yeah. like that. <laughs> And, and I said, they were, they said, what about Chris Phelps? And I said, no, <laughs> but they, uh, but somehow they, uh, they ended up getting your, your number from me. So, yeah. uh, and the rest is history. Yeah, thank God it's history. But, uh, but yeah, that was, <laughs> that was something. That was something. A uh, great, great part of, you know, great, um, great experience. And, uh, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for, for the world. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I figured no matter what, I was I knew I was going to learn something from it if I took the position. Um, I wasn't sure how long I was going to stay. Uh, you know, some of the other opportunities that were out there for fire chief were pretty good. Um, I interviewed in a, in a place in Marble Falls, right near Marble Mar- Mar- Falls, Texas. And uh, and I remember interviewing with them, a nice department. It's okay beautiful area golf course all around it was and this and the actual marble falls which was nearby and they when they uh they were talking about you know the the call load and and they gave me a sheet to read and it had 11 different calls and it was mostly mechanicals and you know uh i think there was one one medical call on there and they said I, they said how does that compare to where you're working now and i said i said yeah i ran 11 calls my last shift and they said, oh, no, that was October. That was, they were showing me the month of October that they had 11 calls. And so when they, they actually called it off and be the job too, but we're quite clear that 
we have a concern that you might be bored with this and you might leave uh, within a year. Uh, please be honest with us. And I said, I would be bored. I appreciate it. But, so they were going to offer it to somebody from within. So obviously but, the fire chief route wasn't, wasn't for you. Um, it could have no, been, I mean, it, you obviously would have been, you know, been amazing at it, but, but for, for some odd reason you, you went the medical route and, and uh, yeah. how'd that go? And, 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 and it, it, it went well. And it, and it, and I, I, I personally, I joke about it, but I know that I achieved fire chief, you know, the fact that I never started is, is another issue, but I, but I, but I made, I, you know, I, I made, you know, the, uh, the successful achievement of getting at least offered the job, which is, which is good. But the, um, but going on to PA school, it was, um, it was pretty amazing. I, I just, I, um, I walked in on the very first day and knowing that I had a 4.0 average in my pre-med, you know, classes going in and, and I got picked to be one of the three early, you know, so I was fairly sure I was going to be a you know, valedictorian, you know, I was going to, you know, I was going to, uh, you know, be offered a teaching position there before I left and all that this stuff. Cause you know, I felt that, that confident. Yeah. Um, and the very first day as they're introducing the class, they said, show of hands here, how many people in the room have had a 4.0 average coming into this and every hand in the room went up. Um, and I remember sitting back there going, looking around going, wow, I'm average. That that's Once what, again. You know, it was it was pretty humbling and <laughs> and it was tough. It was good, tough classes and 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 I enjoyed getting through it. I didn't make straight A's. I did I did really well, but not straight A's. Yeah. Um and you know, so uh it was it was good. And on the way out, I was lucky enough to uh swing back into Maitland Fire and while they're having an EMS meeting with uh Dr. Husty and at the time, uh, Todd Husty was looking, was offered a potential position with EMS Medical Direction with Seminole County, and and offered me uh, his assistant medical director job. Then I was about three months short of graduating. So, so you went from being the lieutenant paramedic for for the department and retiring out, and then coming back, but coming back as a an assistant medical director. Yeah. And it's kind of cool now because, uh, you know, I, I still, I, I train, you know, almost weekly with, uh, with a group of 30 or so, uh, medics and, uh, I'm still allowed to ride the trucks with them and jump calls. And, you know, they give me a radio and a, a designation and, and it's, I'm still a part of it. And, and oddly enough that that matters, you know, I mean, yeah. and for those folks that have, gone through it like like we have you know you you, you never really want to let go completely yeah you know? i know i know i felt the same way um when i i left maitland the second time uh in 20 yeah, how many times were you can from there uh no well i guess twice i uh, just twice okay. <laughs> there might have been <laughs> another time where i walks. where i wrecked the fire truck but Somebody, uh, a certain you got accommodation for that. Wrote a very, very nice letter <laughs> that uh, in, instead of getting fired for wrecking a fire truck, I, I somehow got a commendation for it. So, yeah. but anyway, um, when I left Maitland the second time, you know, leaving my career in the fire service, uh, moving to Tennessee, uh, so my wife could could realize her dream of of being a flight nurse with Vanderbilt 
University Medical Center. Um, you know, I, I, I was only off the job for not even a, not even a full month before I found out that uh, you know, where we were moving had a volunteer fire department and I could just slide right into there as a, as a volunteer firefighter. And man, it was, it was something, but it kept me connected to the fire service. Yeah. And, you know, and, and while my, uh, my, my career at that point was in the, is, is now in the mortgage industry, I still kept that connection to the fire service. I still had that camaraderie. You know, I still actually maintain contact with uh, with the guys and gals that I used to work with, but uh, but this was you know more closer to home, if you will. Yeah. And you, know, you probably I probably took that for granted because it was such a short um, off time, if you will, just you know mm-hmm. like a month. I mean that's like a long vacation. Yeah. Um, but you know now, truly being totally out of the fire service for the last five, four or five years, um, you know, I, I see that. Wow, that was that was really a, a blessing. It, it allowed for a smoother transition out of the fire service. Still yeah. having that connection, and you know, while I still have relationships and uh, you know, various departments that I've that I've worked, um, you know that not having that daily contact with, uh, with the guys surprisingly, you know, was really something. Yeah. So just out of curiosity, did you keep your medic? I kept it. So when I left Florida, uh, I had to get my national registry, which I did. And, uh, and then in, in Tennessee, it was just a first responder type fire department. So I didn't, need to keep my medic. But what I did was instead of doing the continuing education, which I was, you know, well over at the time, uh, what I opted to do was every time my license came up for renewal, I went and took the test again. Hmm. So my thinking was one, I don't want to, I don't want to have to do, I don't want to have to do continuing education anymore. Uh, two was, Hey, if I can still pass the test, and I guess, right. you know, I guess I'm legitimate, you know, I can, I can still perform, but I never had to perform. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I, right now as it is, my, my PA recertification is so much more than the, than the paramedic is. And so right now what I do is basically all the same stuff for the ACLS and PALS and all the rest of that stuff. I just simply transfer over and maintain my, my uh, paramedic yeah. one also. And, and wow. of course, then you they they want a medical director. Well, I, I've got that, you know. So <laughs> it kind of kind of worked out. That's um, but but yeah, there's uh, I've had some of the medics that I that I train with now uh, have said, "Why do you keep it up?" And I just said, "I worked too hard for it way back when. I don't want to let it go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. God forbid you ever had to go back to doing something, but that wouldn't happen. Right. right. Exactly. So. You're, you're kind of an anomaly, or as, as I think some other people have called you, a unicorn. Unicorn. A unicorn, and in, in where you have, have gone after the fire service and in, in going into medicine. And I'm, I, don't, I don't know any others that are even half a, like half a doctor like you are. Yeah, there's, uh, I mean, there's like three, George Walls. Three-quarter a doctor? What would you say? Three-quarter a doctor? Uh, no, I, half I a would, doctor? Uh, 
you know, when people say, well, I don't know about this. I'm not a doctor. I go, hey, neither am I. You know? <laughs> Imagine um, that. I just do a little bit more than a Google search. That's all. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, George Rawls did it. I mean, you know, he was, he was, uh, what, Miami or uh, Metro Dade? Okay. Then, I, didn't, uh, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. And went to medical school at University of Miami and uh, he's full doc, which is great. But he, um, uh, he did school during the week and paid back time trades on the weekends. Wow. Um, and his first, when he first left the actual fire service was when he came up to ORMC for residency. Okay. But yeah. So I, mean, I got all, all the respect in the world for, for George for doing that, but it's just not something that, I mean, I, I just, uh, it was, like I said, it was a truly a moment decision. Um, cause I could have easily stayed and become fire chief and, um, I mean, I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't been accepted at one of the PA schools. Yeah. You know, I might have I might have stayed with the fire service and been happy with that. Yeah. Uh, but it was just kind of one of those things where it just seemed to to fit into that. Now, that being said, Todd Husty eventually did buy his place in Steamboat. Um, and but at the same point, he didn't open up a clinic. So. You know. Gotcha. Well, I, you know, but yeah, I'm, it was just it was kind of it was a. A, a neat pathway and though i'm i guess i'm one of the rare folks that took it farther in medicine it's uh um yeah, I, I i look back and still the fire service is the you know best time of work i've ever had right so if you were to do it all over again and or if you were trying to advise our, our next generation of firefighters and paramedics um that that maybe aspire to to get their PA or, or go on to medical school, what would you, what would be some advice you would give them today? Um, I don't know. It's, it's a, uh, it was a, a good transition. It really was. Um, if you enjoy medicine as a medic, um, then it, it's a great transition. Um, I think in my PA school class, there was about six that were either EMTs or paramedics, um, about the same number of nurses also. Um, and nurse practitioner is a lot easier to get into from being a nurse, um, and staying in the ER, which is kind of the way I did it. Um, it just fit better. Um, I do know a couple of folks who did, you know, that kind of changeover and got into derm or did something else, uh, or, you know, cardiothoracic surgery or something like that. But, but the ER seemed to be the most best appropriate fit for me when I got out. Um, but I, it's, it comes down to, it, it kind of comes down to the love of medicine. Um, the fire service is not a bad place, uh, to, to grow and to, to become who you are, but at some point it does end. And part of that is age. And, you know, I've got some wonderful gray hair, um, gray hair still but, here. Yeah. <laughs> But right, good point. But <laughs> uh, but at the same point, I uh, uh, I couldn't see myself um, being an older firefighter. It, it it just didn't seem to to fit that. Um, it, I just didn't see that as my path. And I think when we talked yesterday, I've, I've always been one of those folks that it, once I get to a new level, um, 
of education or or rank, um, I always looked and thought, what's the next step? Uh, and sometimes that meant stepping down a little bit or sideways, but but I always looked to, to see what was next. Um, and including when I got to being a PA, um, I looked and considered medical school and considered that, but it's not cost effective. It's just not, you know, and and I get called doctor every time I work a shift. It just doesn't, you know, it's not something I got to, I got to be called doctor. Um, but it's a, it's a cool transition from, from the medic side. Um, it's, uh, I, 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 I definitely recommend it if you're feeling that, that urge to go ahead and spend at least a couple more years in school. Um, it's, you know, it's not exactly for everybody, um, but I think it beats sitting on a porch. Sure. And the, on the, the financial side of things, um, you know, what did it, what do you think it, it, it cost you to, to get your degree? Well, and, and, and to go wherever you want to go right now is going to cost probably somewhere around on the cheap side, about $50,000. Uh, for a couple of years, a master's program, uh, upwards of $150,000, depending on where you want to go. Um, I was lucky enough to get into University of Florida, which was a state school, and it was it was fairly cheap. And I, you know, I was able to do it for you know probably somewhere in the in the you know forty five fifty thousand dollar range, um, most of which was uh, you know covered either by by savings or other things and, and a brief student loan, but it was, you know, it was brief. Um, they also offer programs when you get out. Um, if you work in an underserved area and I joke about it, but Sarasota is an underserved area, hmm. uh, you know, where you work in there and you make the same money doing whatever you're doing for two years. Um, and you get tuition forgiveness. Gotcha. Um, and there's also the opportunity of stepping into the military if you want to do it that way also, which will give you uh, tuition forgiveness and you go in as an officer. So interesting. So some of yeah. the, some of the barriers to entry into be, being a PA would, you know, from a financial standpoint, you just mentioned things that, you know, uh, counteract that, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, entry, and you're making, you know, not thinking you're, you're a good enough medic. Well, obviously we've, uh, we've gotten past that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or at least I, I, I give that impression. So, um, but it, it's a, uh, um, there, there's, there are barriers, but, but with any choice you make, there's going to be some level of barrier. Yeah. Um, and there's ways around every one of those barriers. Um, the money you make once you're a PA or a nurse practitioner um, is definitely better than what you would make as a uh, as a medic. Um, but at the same point, once you make rank and do other things in some of these larger departments, you're going to make some significant amount of money. Um, I haven't had to worry about that because of the direction I've gone, um, both with the um, with the ER. Uh, level PA is paid better than the family practice PA. Um, but um, I've also had uh, a, an excellent gig with, uh, with Todd Husty doing medical direction now for over 20 years. 
believe it or not, it's like we're at that point where where it's the same amount of years I had in the fire services I've done in medical direction with the mail. That's so, something. Yeah, it's really cool because I've seen rookies go in and grow up in in the uh, Seminole County area, and uh, uh, now they're getting ready to retire. And you know, I've watched them all the way through their early pup stages to uh, to now some of them are chiefs. That's interesting. So, yeah. and and one of the things that we um, had talked a little bit about yesterday was how you know here you are, you know, you've been now retired for what, 22, almost 23 years. Yeah. Almost 23 years. Almost 23 yeah, years. 23. And, and while that pension at the time seemed like, you know, probably a significant uh, amount of money, uh, you know, now 20 something years later, it, it's not quite as big as it, or it doesn't have no. as, as much of an impact in your, your finances. Like right. And, and very few uh, systems have uh, COLAs also. I mean, if you're in a good private system, you might get a COLA out of it. I know while we were on the pension board together, we were discussing COLAs as, as a possibility. And it, was, it wasn't it was a financial uh, capable thing for us to do. Um, but uh, there are some systems that have that, but not very many. Um, and so, uh, yeah, no, when you're looking... Uh, the fire service gives you that ability. I mean, I was, I joke about it. I was 18 years old when I walked in and spoke to Julius Sasso <laughs> and, and said, I want to be, I want to be a fireman. And, and he said, well, here's some gear. And he <laughs> handed me a pager and a, and a, and a, and a, a helmet and a, and a coat yeah. and said, just show up on these calls. And that was it. And he goes, you ought to go ahead and at some point, go ahead and get your, your, your fire standards and maybe some the EMT a lot of folks going into now might consider that. Yeah. But that was it. You, know, you tell that to the, the folks right now trying to get into the fire service and it's, it's kind of ridiculous. But I was 18. And so when with Maitland, we had the 20 and out. Uh, thankfully, I got on the pension board and lowered it from 20 out at age 45 to, to 20 and out. Uh, but I was 38 years old and eligible to retire. Yeah. Um, you're not just, that's not a point where you go and sit on a, on a, on a, uh, you know, on a bench on your, in your front yard. Right. Get you the um, fishing pole in yeah. the motorhome. That's right. A little early for that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it was kind of one of those things where, where though I was kind of impressed at what I did and people ask, you know, how I, knew what I wanted to do when I was 18 years old. No 18 year old kid knows what they want to do the rest of their life. And I said, I did. I joined the fire service to meet girls. You know, I had no game. I looked like Horshack, yeah. you know, and, and it just ended up being pictures. a, you know, a wonderful path for me. Um, and it didn't take me long to be doing this stuff and going, this is kind of cool. I think I like this and wanting to go to that next step. The same thing. Like I, I even do today. It's, you know, achieve it. Uh, what was it? The Massey's uh, hierarchy of needs. Yeah. It's a good thing Maslow's, to study. But the very Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Is it Maslow's? That's Maslow. Okay, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But it was the very top one was self actualization. Yeah. And um, I kind of, you know, get to that point where I, where you recognize, okay, I am at the point where I am very comfortable with who I am and what I'm doing, and I would 
comfortable training and showing somebody else how to do this. At that point, you look to the next level. You know, what's what's next? Yeah. Um, you know, right now, as it is, uh, when I'm looking at it, I'm going, okay, you know, maybe I should look into how I can step away uh, with, with a good financial plan. Yeah. Um, exactly. So it's, uh, but I think everybody has, you know, you get those, you know, rookies now starting and, and they're looking at it going, I can't wait to work my next call, you know, and yet there's, you know, when you look at the rest of it, all the rest of, you know, the, your life when these folks are starting and they're 18 or 20 or 22 or whatever, uh, they have no idea. Uh, a lot of those decisions that have to be made. And some people are happy going through life as a firefighter, as an engineer, as, you know, as an EMT, not a medic. Doesn't, it doesn't, you know, but uh, more power to them. Everybody's different. It's all good stuff. So I, I, I usually like to end these, these sessions with, uh, with some sort of a call to action. So if, if somebody were uh, interested in, in, uh, in pursuing the route of, of going towards PA school or, or nurse practitioner school, um, what, would, what would you say would be their, their first step? Um, I would say look, uh, look at your education because any place that you want to go higher in medicine needs to have a good strong pre-med requirement so that's going to be your biologies and your chemistries and organic and, and microbiology and, and uh, those kind of things as you're going through there you might find that it is exactly what you're looking for um, and i mean my stuff was tough but at the same point when i was able to get through them and, and get an a on there at the end of it and then move on to the next one. It was one of those things where I recognized if I'm going to make a C, then I, I mean, I repeated at least once, once just to make sure I was going to get a better grade because I didn't want the C to be a part of my future. So um, you just, but it's got to be that commitment. Uh, I uh, recently had a discussion with somebody that uh, started into that whole plan and they were actually going to go to med school and, you know, become a doctor. Um, and got into it and realized they were enjoying the nursing level of it. Um, and they were going to go through nursing school. And I said, perfect. Enjoy nursing for a while. You might find that you want to go to that next step, but enjoy it and learn. And, you know, all the different levels that you get along the way can't hurt. Um, I also worked part-time um, in, in the ER as a tech because I wanted to see what life was like as a PA in the ER um, just to see. And, I, and again, I, at the time I wasn't even sure I was going into the ER when I got out of school, but you know, early on I was a tech at, at uh, Florida Altamont for about six months. Um, good experience there too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking that that is a, you know, at least kind of jump into some level of medicine, you know, even if it's just the biology classes. So dip, your, dip your toes into the water and, and yeah, uh, and, and yeah. See if you, and you know, it, really it's not for something. everybody. Um, and uh, I can't, you know, from the folks that are in the fire service considering this, um, enjoy what you're learning with patient assessment and patient interaction. 
Um, when I went through school, there were so many people in that group that had no idea how to talk to a patient. Um, and it has, um, it's been probably the biggest plus I have found uh, with, with in, in, in all of my things that I've done is, is I get complimented all the, all the times because patients report back that they were able to talk to me. And it's, and it's hard to explain why that's that, that important. But I have, uh, when I've got med students and residents that are shadowing me, um, I'll have them watch uh, Doc Hollywood movie, Michael J. Fox. Um, it's a great movie and it, it, you know, goes into how he was going to go into plastics, you know, leaving his residency in the ER and uh, was going to go into plastics and then, you know, gets in this wreck along the way. It was filmed in Micanopy, just, just so you know, but, um, but he gets in this wreck along the way and learns what real medicine is about, which is about actually communicating with people and sometimes reading their mail or if they pay you with a pig. Um, but you could tell that that is just such the coolest part about medicine is actually getting to know who your patient getting is. Getting that connection. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. And, and I, I can tell you comfortably and as you, you knew me as a medic, I wasn't that way as a medic. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that my wife was quite happy to, to bring up is that I, I had lost all empathy from being in the fire service. And, you know, I could comfortably say I didn't care. You know, I mean, it was like, it sucks that happened to you. I'm glad it wasn't me. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, it was a cold way of looking at it, but that was my way of getting through all the bad stuff. Yeah. Um, Separating but, yourself from it. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to, you know, once, once you get beyond that and actually learn how to talk to a patient and actually care about them, um, it's amazing the difference in medicine that you can do. Cool stuff. Well, um, we'd love to hear uh, feedback on what you think of the show and where we're where we're taking it. Uh, we want to hear the good, bad, the ugly. So, uh, uh, if you're listening to this on whatever platform you're, you're listening to us on, drop a review. Send us a copy of that review or reach out to us at info at latfpodcast.com. That's latfpodcast.com. And we'll catch you on the next one. Take care.